hello. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Good. How are you, Morgan? I'm I'm great because we're starting a podcast today. We are super excited. Um, I am, too. So I guess we should, like, tell the people who we are. First off, what are we called? Did we decide on a name? I think we did land. Yes, I feel like it's official and you should say it now and then it'll be really written in stone. We are out of initiative. Welcome. We're out of initiative. We're um, two sisters by marriage who are really into talking about stories. All the time. All the time. Like we possibly can. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we decided to come on really strong. So you really had a good sense of who we were just right out of the gate. Um, so I feel like this way we'll really whittle down to, uh, uh, to the audience that we uh, I think we're trying to talk to. People want to talk about stories and from women in hoodies with Absolutely. unicorn horns, yeah. unicorn hoodies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Sarah, tell me about yourself. I am mom two children and i live in the pacific northwest and i um have kind of a small little farm with chickens and dogs and horses um i do we have our own business and i help with that and then i do um writing i'm an author for middle grade and uh young adult books fantasy sci-fi Although I've been kind of getting into contemporary these days, too. And um, in, when I'm not writing, I read a lot. Um, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. And it's kind of always been that way. Um, when I was in school, after you finished your homework, you were allowed to take out your book, right? And so I would hurry through my homework so I could read my book. Um, in middle school, I actually read the whole section that was set up for like the seventh graders. You know, it was like, I read all the books, Nice. <laughs> like in the library and was like, you can't take like eight or nine at a time and I was insisting I'd read them all weekend and I would. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, my first job was at a library. Um, some, it was in middle school, summer shelving books and then taking lots of books home. So I think with being such a like avid reader, um, it wasn't until I was older that I realized that I could maybe even write a story. I always thought authors were like this mythical creature, you know, like movie yeah. star. Right? And then I started realizing, like, I could write a story. I'm not saying it's good, but I could at least write one. And the first ones were not good. Um, but I just kept like, you know, attending conferences or talk, connecting with other writers, um, that kind of thing, reading like craft books. I have a whole shelf of just craft books and um, just kind of working on it. So I've been uh, writing now almost five years and um, hopefully be published soon. But um, no, you're you're agented. That's important. That's not I like am. you're not yeah, querying I'm, still. Yeah, I'm represented by the Carolyn Jenks Agency. Um, Becca Crandall is my agent and I've been with her, uh, about a year and a half. Um, and she's been a huge support. Um, she, 
I mean, she pushes me every time with revisions and I feel like my craft just gets better and better with her. So it's been great. I feel like on my team. <laughs> I feel like I don't say this enough. You're really cool. Like, I think you're really cool. Like I very much uh, look up to you. I think that that's so cool. Big fan, big fan. Well, I have to admit that I think you're really cool <gasps> because <sighs> you have like a degree for what I'm, I had to completely. So like you knew what you wanted, you got your degree and now you get to do this job. That's super cool. Well, so I, I'll, I'll just hop in. I, I have been an avid writer for my whole life. I've always wanted to be an author. It's been my dream since I was a very, very small child. I have notebooks and notebooks of very, very cringy, uh, small ch child written things. Um, these big, I think, fin I think a lot of writers. Oh, have those. yeah. Yeah. I actually like came across some recently and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. I can't wait to look at some of my old work and like be uncomfortable. And it'll be so sweet to like flip through. And I was like, oh, oh, this is really oh, it's got to go. It's got to go. All of it's got to go. Mm -hmm. I have some old folders of old work and I'm like, I don't want to ever look at them again. Like if they disappear, I'd be OK with that because I, I started like in fiction, right? Like as a kid, I, I had this dream. I want to be a fiction writer really inspired by fantasy. I've always loved fantasy. Uh, and then I kind of went through a phase maybe around when I started doing the like heavy eyeliner, leather armband, uh, pants with the extra, um, chains coming off of them kind of, you went through that oh, phase. oh man, let me tell you what <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was like emo light because I really couldn't still to this day can't commit to anything ever. Um, but I really wanted to be a songwriter at that point. And unfortunately, Aww. I wrote a lot of songs. I wrote a lot of songs. And um, golly, uh, it's like, uh, you know, um, it's like a, if a Taylor Swift wannabe came out and like didn't have the way with words and music that she does. You know what I mean? Like the storytelling just wasn't there. The lyricism wasn't there. They were pretty moody uh oh what was me my life is hard because uh, i was a teenager right not the teenagers too. writing songs is hard writing poetry is hard i do love poetry I respect people that can do that because not only are you dealing with the rhyming but it does have to tell a story and then you have the music aspect that it has to fit the tone or it has to fit you know the theme i mean it's very i I respect them. I just realized something that I don't think we've ever talked about. Did you know I used to perform and compete in slam poetry? No, you've <laughs> never told me that. I can't believe we haven't talked about this before. Um, okay, so I went to college. I wanted to be, um, I wanted a hospitality degree. I thought, okay, look, 18-year-old Morgan didn't dream very big. My dream, my big dream, all caps, was to become the general manager of an Outback Steakhouse. I wish I was making this up. I'm really sorry. I'm so embarrassed. So hospitality. That yeah. was the degree. That was the degree. Needed. I needed okay. a hospitality degree, and then I could make $60,000 a year at the upper end at the, at the Outback mm -hmm. Steakhouse. Mm -hmm. um, couldn't even get a job waiting tables there because I had no experience. Uh, I had only been a hostess, and I did like a lot of food service jobs, but I was going to get that hospitality degree. By the end of my sophomore year, I had failed business law and I was, I was really struggling. Those classes are really hard. It was a lot of business and it Definitely. was so boring to me. Like it just didn't speak to me. I didn't like it. The only classes I liked were English. And I thought, uh, well, one of my friends who also had struggled in business law, um, she said, I'm changing my degree to English. 
And I was like, oh, it's like, it feels like a cop out, right? Like, oh, the English degree, like I saw Avenue Q. Like I, I understand that that's like a meme. So I didn't, I didn't really want to do it, but like, I also kind of wanted to graduate ever because I was just accruing student debt and like, that was horrifying. So I switched my major um, to English and they said, what do you want to specialize in? And for a hot second, I contemplated like going down the path of like colloquial English because I think the speak this like the speaking and the spoken yeah. word as I stumble over my own language. I think that that's funny is so interesting. But then I was like, no, you know what I want to do is I want to write. So uh, I have a degree now, a bachelor's in uh, English with a focus in creative writing. Uh, and I'm like three credits away from uh, a minor in business. And they were like, do you want to take uh, one class to finish your your business minor? And I was like, oh, what is it? And they're like business law. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm sorry. No, I will. I will let yeah. that one rot in the back of the fridge. Um, and so while during that time, while I was getting that degree, um, love poetry, I think poetry is amazing. And I had a really, really incredible poetry teacher, Chris Arrigo at WSU, um, over in Eastern Washington. I am also PNW native. And, um, this is around the time I met your brother who I did ultimately marry, which awesome for us. Uh, I I got really into poetry uh, he introduced us to the beat poets. Um, and then from there we started talking about slam poetry and I just was like obsessed with it. It was like, it's so cool and interesting. I'm going to write these poems. Um, and there was a competition, a local competition and whoever won on campus went to Portland and then competed further. And I ended up taking like second, I think in the competition. Wow. Uh, so another classmate and I um, went to Portland and competed. And I uh, has such a, I really wanted to be woke. I really wanted to be so like forward thinking, but have in, had encountered so little adversity. I really just had no concept of what that sort of thing is. Yeah. So yeah. what's really trying to be edgy. Um, I do have I'll have to at some point share with you. I did write a poem specifically about trying to impress your mom, your Jewish mother. Oh. Uh, well, Isaac and I were dating. And um, uh, so it's actually really funny because that was the poem I won with is this poem about like trying to impress my boyfriend's Jewish mother. Uh and it was not I as definitely need to see that at some point. It's it's had a routine. There was kind of a whole thing with it because mm-hmm. it's very expressive on stage. Uh, did not win. Um, turns out a woke white girl um, does not win the prize. And that's fine. That's probably the way it should be. Um, and, but yeah, it was great. It was it's a hoot. But I, uh, unlike you, ha- have not queried ever at all. I have finished one novel that aged very poorly over the last two years. Uh, and now kind of contemplating round two like let's try it again and let's see what I can do I'm not as um still we call you stubborn right like I feel like I'm not as stubborn as you are (laughs) and that really is hurting me it's slowing me down but I think I'm gonna get there I'm just like so moved by how hard you've worked and I think that that's kind of like really lit the fire for me I was like okay yeah let's let's do a sprint let's write some stuff well to be clear I was a dental hygienist for six years and then when my youngest daughter was born i worked on call for about a year and a half and then finding daycare was just as a lot of moms understand it was just yeah. it was very difficult um it would it just the inconsistencies and i would go to work all day worrying about my kids sick and i need to go pick them up or whatever it was very very difficult and so when i ultimately made the choice to just stay home um i was very uh 
lucky and fortunate that my husband could continue working and allowed me to stay home with the kids. And when they were little, I had no time to do anything. But as they got a little bit older during like nap time, I found little bits of time to write. And when they were at preschool, um, I would sit in the car for two and a half hours while they were in preschool at in the parking lot and write. So it was just like I'd grab these little bits of time. But again, I was just very fortunate that I didn't have to work and do it. But I know a lot of writers that are moms and work and it's difficult. They do a lot of weekends. They do a lot of early mornings. There's a 5 a.m. writers club like on Twitter um, that they get up at 5 a.m. and write for an hour before the kids are awake and that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but you do it. You just do what you have to do. <laughs> you just have to do it. And if, you know, the story burns in you and you have to get it out, I mean, you just you just do it. So I think I I mean, I agree the the balance of trying to write with a family is insane. Uh, mm -hmm. I have no children by choice. I have this cat. And if Which, you're to be fair, is a child. Oh, really. He is, he's a toddler that's just furry paws. His little furry paws. And mm. he really, uh, he's a very special cat. He's a little high needs, um, special needs, I should say. Uh, and uh, love him to pieces. And holy smokes, he's the most expensive animal I've ever encountered. And that's, uh, okay, he's not more expensive than a horse, right? You've got the horse. I don't know, lately. It's close. Lately. It's close. Yeah, it's pretty close. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so we don't, I, you know, our writing kind of brings us back to, uh, the thing that I think brings us here today, story crafting in general, but also specifically, uh, in addition to fiction writing for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, we yep. are yep. next week is the two year anniversary of our Sunday game. And I'm really excited. Amazing. Amazing. <sighs> this campaign that. You've started and continued and I mean, the journey and everything is just it's amazing. And I and I feel like I've never shared this, but between me and the other players and you, I feel like there's such a bond. So good. There's so much um, just connection you have with these people um, that you create telling the story together and just seeing, you know, weekly, we're really lucky that we can get together, you know, virtually every week. And I mean, you do, you just, it's just this intense connection you really form. And I just, I just love it. I, we're really like, so, so, so fortunate with this group that, uh, everybody comes every Sunday, like every week, every Sunday, 9am, Everybody logs in like yeah. I run late because I get really obsessed with what lipstick to wear. I've been like in a on like a makeup renaissance. So like that has been slowing me down. But otherwise, mm -hmm. like we kind of log on uh, all together and then we play for three hours and then we hop off at noon and it's so nice. It's such a great, well, like consistent story. And then we have the group chat, the message yeah. chat. And it's just on a Tuesday, I'm having a rough day at work <laughs> and someone sends a DD meme about our session from the week before or whatever. It just, I just love it. It's just great. 
it's been really it's been really exciting because I I started with um, this is my like I think this is my first real run at DMing uh, for this long stretch. So basically what I'm saying is I never DM'd before. I had only played. uh, And then one day I just started a campaign and we're on year two. uh, And I don't think that that's a fair expectation. I feel like that's um, not to be dramatic, but it's like sort of the equivalent of someone being like, I wrote this one story and then I got it published. And like it doesn't normally happen that way. You don't normally just like find a group and click with them immediately and everybody loves each other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we sure did. Um, and it's like struck gold. Struck gold. Lightning. We, no, I think that the gold. lightning strikes the gold and then yeah. that's that's right. That seems right. That's really I think with D&D finding a group that consistently can meet as you're striking lightning and getting gold. I mean, it's it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we're so we've played a little bit like kind of off and on. And I know that in our in our next chat, we're planning to dig in a little bit more about like where we started in D&D and how we got to where we are today. But very briefly, I will say that like we'd had some on and off experiences. I've been part of other games with other DMs, both DMs that I play with now and DMs that I will never play with no matter what. You can't twist my arm enough um, because it just like sometimes the group vibe works and sometimes it just really super duper doesn't. Yeah. And that's definitely, I think like in future episodes, we should talk about finding the right group and the personalities and all that meshing. And then, you know, just the, the, if you're homebrewing a campaign or whatever campaign you want to make setting the tone and the precedent for what people want to, if they, it sounds like fun to them or not, because that's ultimately the goal. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for chatting. Uh, I want to I want to make sure that we leave people wanting more. Right. So if you want to know more or if you want to tell us about your writing journey, uh, absolutely reach out. You can email us at merely NPCs at gmail dot com. Uh, and oh, for, for our outro, what are you what are you writing this week? Uh, I am currently editing. I've been editing pretty much all summer. Um, a YA rom-com. Love it. Uh, and I just am doing revisions and editing and taking a break and then dive back into editing another YA that's like a kind of urban fantasy. It's like a modern practical magic. So I'm um, pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. So hopefully I'll write something new for Nano. Are you doing Nano in November? Um, I feel like we're saying it now and we're on the spot. And so I should say yes. And that's going to help me stick to it. Um, so yes, we should definitely do nano. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm currently writing. I'll say that I am currently writing, um, more story for our ongoing D and D game. Um, with the two year anniversary coming up, we're starting to kind of enter what I believe will be our final arc. Um, and there's definitely a lot of, uh, loose ends that I left for myself that I thought would be like, oh, it'll be so cool and freeform to see like where the party goes with this. And instead, I just have a lot of loose ends to tie up that I need to figure out. And like, I don't know what trees you guys are going to go barking up. Like, you're going to do whatever you want. And mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to catch up and it's going to be great. So uh, I've got that going and I'm trying to outline for Nano because I was trying to figure out like, what am I going to write? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. It's yeah. Be we should definitely announce our projects on another. <gasps> Yes. Oh, that sounds really dramatic. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Do the drum roll. Yes. Yeah. Sound effects and everything. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for chatting. We have been uh, out of initiative. 
but we're going to get back into it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Out of Initiative, a podcast from Merely NPCs. For more from Sarah and Morgan, visit MerelyNPCs.com or follow them on Instagram at MerelyNPCs.